Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 77 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you always dreamed of. In this episode, we've got Casey Nicole Fox. She's going to share her story of how she went from working four jobs, living on 110% of her income, to now owning four businesses and living on just 30% of her income. Great story. And here's the crazy thing. She's only 23 years old. That's right. 23. You're not mishearing this. 23. No matter what age you are, it's never too late to start this. It's also never too late to teach this to our own children, maybe even our grandchildren. Here we go. Great story. Hey, Brandon, welcome back to your own show. Uh, how have you been? Not so good. Really? Well, no, not really. I'm awesome all the time. Okay. I just wanted to make people feel better. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have a bad day? I had one back in like 1942, but the good thing is I wasn't born yet, so it didn't really matter. Okay, I was going to say, you weren't even born yet, you liar. Okay. All right, so we got a special guest with us. Why don't you go ahead and introduce her, and we'll get started. Well, we have Casey Fox on today, and she is this awesome person out of California, and so I could not wait to get her on. And Casey, we're so glad that you joined us. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. And she's in my home state, California. There you go. Yeah. Most people don't brag from not about not being from Texas, but okay. <laughs> Remember, I'm not even a Cowboys fan yet. So, <laughs> almost, almost, it didn't happen. We were going to bleep that part out about yeah. being a 49ers fan or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't even know they had a team, but apparently they, they do. do. That's cool. They used to win games too. When, when so. you grow up near Dallas, there's only one team, and that it's kind of like a rule. Yeah. And in California, you can like whatever team you want as long as it's not. The Cowboys. Not the Cowboys. Good answer, Casey. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Casey's like, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> yeah. I Unfortunately, I never really got into sports. I used to be a huge video game fan. Um, actually made the mistake of getting two video game tattoos when I was like 18. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I got to ask for my son, what were the two games? Uh, Silent Hill and Bioshock. Okay. I've heard of Bioshock. There's, yeah. some, there's something to put on a resume. Not only can I do all this other stuff. But I have two tattoos of video games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we didn't bring Casey on to talk about tattoos. <laughs> She's not a tattoo expert. Great story, but that's not part of it. And, you know, I'm saying this as I seg into our icebreaker, which is uh, six degrees of separation factor fiction. So this is where I'm going to ask Casey uh, how she's connected to a certain celebrity. And Brandon's going to guess if that story is fact or fiction. So you ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> So, Casey, how are you connected to Renee Zellweger? I'm really bad at this. <laughs> I, <love laughs> I don't even know who's related to Renee Zellweger. I, I can't even say it. her last name. <laughs> I'm going to go with lies, <laughs> whatever she says at this point. Okay. I'm just going to disqualify her. <laughs> I was going to say, I think based on what she's told us, she could say that's fact <laughs> and yeah. break your losing streak that's of true. like five it episodes. A, it is a fact. She is not in any way related to Renee. <laughs> Dang it. And there goes your losing streak there, Brandon. All right. The funny thing about it, Casey, is a couple of the people we've had on, I'm, I'm staring right into their eyes and I'm like, that really seemed believable. You look like you were completely lost from, from moment one. You're like, I don't have any story at all. 
I was trying to think of like who do I know who's related, but like I don't follow the the like media of actors and actresses enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love that. And that's I, coming I, from a 23-year-old, yeah. by the way. <laughs> And, and I think the, the, the reason if, if you're hearing that and you're thinking, how does a 23 year old really get that disconnected from, from the mainstream stuff? It's because, and the reason I wanted Casey on to tell her story is because she is doing so much. She doesn't have time to sit around and worry about what dress they're wearing or who's in what or who's dating what, because she yep. is literally one of these people that doesn't sleep. She is just starting and starting and starting, which is really what we wanted Beyond the Rut to be about was how do you get started instead of just sitting there watching other people be an actress or a musician or a politician or whatever it is, do your own thing. And yeah. and that's that's Casey's story is I don't want to live vicariously through somebody else. I want my story to be amazing. And at such a young age, you decided that's exactly where you're going to go with life. So tell us a little bit, uh, Casey, about where you were, where you were born and, and kind of how you got to this now mega entrepreneur of however many businesses. I lost count <laughs> after I went on about the thir- third or fourth one. <laughs> so um, I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, um, Navy brat, so lived all over the place. Unfortunately, Texas, I've never lived in. I've driven through it, but ah. <laughs> uh, never lived there. But uh, I lived in Hawaii, mainly um, lived in Florida, and I've lived here in California for five years now. And uh, so I grew up pretty poor. We were on food stamps as a kid. I was in foster care for a while, um, bounced around between family homes. And um, so I grew up like all over the place. I had no real foundation. And um, and what I did learn was that I wanted, that I needed to be safe, that the only way to survive in life was to go to school, get a good job and go to college um, and, you know, get a good job from that. And um, so my, my whole goal was that I was going to get a doctorate in neuropsychology and um, I was going to make a hundred grand a year. And that was going to be my vision for my life. Right. right. Um, so yeah, when uh, I moved to California, funny enough, I moved to California five years ago for a guy. Um, I like to say that it was the best and worst decision of my life. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. A lot of people have that same story. That's why I joined the army. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then um, that after a year and a half, that was the end of that. And then I was absolutely broke and drowning financially. I was working four jobs. I would um, sleep two to three hours a night. And um, I do that now. But <laughs> <laughs> now in a but good in a, way. Yeah, in a good way. Exactly. So I was like negative in my bank account every single time that I got paid because I would have the overdraft fees and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was just I was just constantly in this state of drowning. And um, I actually got my fourth job was cleaning um, a couple's house. And that couple ended up being like what helped me change my life. They like I would be at their house from like 11 a.m. 11 p.m. to like 2 a.m. Just cleaning their like doing their laundry, cleaning their dishes, cleaning the house, stuff like that. And they at the time owned nine different corporations. They were 27, 28. Yeah. And, um, so I looked at, like, I looked at them and they were making, at the time, they were making like a hundred K a month, like being entrepreneurs. And I was looking at making a hundred K a year with like tons of student loans. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then one day, um, Angela, the wife of the couple came to me and said, do you want to be doing this for the rest of your life? And I was like, no. No. (laughs) 
I did not aspire to be a, a really good house cleaner. That that was not my job. Right. Um, and so like that became started our my journey into entrepreneurship and changing my mindset. And um, like they trained me, they had a photographer. One of the things that they have is a photography company. And um, so they trained me to do photography. And then I was um, at first I was editing and then actually shooting and then managing the employees. And then I started managing all of their corporations and just working my way up from that. And then um, about about a year and a half ago, um, I launched my very first business of my own while still managing theirs. And now um, now I have four things that are my own that I run as well as their 10 plus corporations. Uh, what's great about that story is, is you at the time you're beyond broke because you're getting all these fees and everything else, which we've all been at at some point in our lives. But you just kept adding income to that. And I think that's where we miss it sometimes. It's like we have to borrow money to get out of this hole. And it's like, no, add income to that. Go get another job and another job and another job because there's 24 hours in the day. You can get a couple of jobs. You can get three or four jobs, whatever it takes. But you took a job cleaning the house that I'm sure when you took it, you thought this is not what I wanted my life to be. But this this job literally changed your life because of the couple that you were with. So Mm -hmm. after cleaning their house for a while and you started to kind of prove yourself, I'm sure – the decision to even invest in you was made because of your character and, and how you were doing your job, which, you know, we've talked about many, many times, do the best job you can when you have it, because that's experience. So now they put you in charge of some things and you're starting to run in, in those circles. You're being influenced by entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And um, I'm a big proponent of you are what you eat. So in everything that you do, what you consume is what you become. So that's why I don't wow. watch TV. That's why I don't <laughs> listen to like traditional radio, like the talk. Right, right. I don't listen to like music most of the time either. I listen to classical music if I listen to anything. Um, and like I, I make sure that everything that I'm surrounding myself with, whether it's the people, it's the stuff that I'm reading on my newsfeed, the stuff that I'm, the articles, all that kind of stuff, the people I'm spending time with especially are people that are going to either um, help me be a better leader or they're going to, so um, I live by lead me, follow me, get the hell out of my way. Right. <laughs> um, so, and I got, motto. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, my other one is uh, go big or go home. So that's okay. just my personality. Um, if what I'm doing in, in my time isn't like an ROE or an ROI, if it's not a return on my investment or my energy, then it's not worth my time. And right. like, um, if what I'm doing isn't helping me grow, the people I'm spending time with aren't helping me grow, or I'm not helping them grow, then it's not worth either of our times. Right. And I would say that if you're helping other people grow, that is helping you grow. Because True. you're pouring into somebody else, make as somebody did for you. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so important, though, what you said, you know, you are what you eat. And, yeah. you know, and, and maybe another way to say that is you are what you consume. And, and negative yeah. talk or TV or, you know, politics or, or, you know, anything, even sports in California, I would think would be a negative influence on people. But uh, <laughs> I had to throw that one. Cowboys didn't make it either. <laughs> I know. We didn't make it either. But uh, it's so true because, you know, they, they always I think it's John Maxwell that says, you know, show me the five people that you spend the most yeah. time with. And that was I'll, Jim Rohn. Was Jim it Rohn. Jim Rohn? Yeah. I'll show you your future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so at a very young age, you've decided you're going to surround yourself with people that make you better and, and help you get where you want to go. 
Yeah, and I and I think that's because I had a reality check. Because I had friends that like went to the club, partied, and like that was their lives, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how that's the friend circle that I had when I first started working for them. And I saw how negative and um, just ridiculous the the lifestyle was. Like, wow. um, it's constantly an energy drain of worrying what other people think about you. The drama that goes into that <laughs> lifestyle, <laughs> right? And uh, and like, so I saw and just the waste of time and money. The only drugs that I ever did was caffeine and cigarettes. And I quit cigarettes. But I used to when I started working for them, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day when I was working four jobs. But uh, that was one of the reasons why I was constantly financially drowning. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good investment. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, I feel like going to the club and all that is just and watching TV. It's all a drug to keep you in your current rut situation. Right. That's true. We use these as kind of buffers because we can live through all these other people Mm -hmm. on tv or or music or whatever it is and we we just kind of use that to explain well i'm not as bad as them or i'm not as good as them but i'm okay i'm in the middle and that's okay and right and and like you said that's an enormous amount of energy to just compare yourself to other people all the time yeah But, but you broke out of that rut and said i'm not going to be like everybody else and and we were as we were talking earlier you mentioned not everybody supported that idea especially like your family and stuff no because all of my family is um like married with children and i like Thing like I'm 23 and I have five sisters and um so the youngest is 19 um and um so I'm I'm straight in the middle but um, all of my all of my family sisters cousins all have this like safe live safe like mentality though none of them live safe (laughs) I feel like they're all financially drowning because I I feel like one of the biggest struggles is money that we don't talk about and so budgeting is like key in life and not enough people do that but yeah no I just I saw that. That's not where I wanted to be. And then having um, having my family not be supportive, I was just kind of like, F it, I'm going to do it anyway. This is, <laughs> I'm going to try it out. And uh, if, if I fail, then then I just have to I have to learn to get back up. I, I, I'm, I'm I think that I'm grateful that I'm not afraid of failure because I under I understand that it's a part of the process. Right. The more that I fall, the more that I understand how to get back up and keep going. That's such a great attitude at, at such an early stage in your life to know, you know, the next few things you start are not going to be successful or maybe not last 20 years, but they're the next step. And you can mm-hmm. even look at it as you weren't a successful housekeeper, but that <laughs> turned into something phenomenal because you became right. something else. And, yeah. and I love the way you put that. I knew that I wanted to take care of myself. I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to depend on me. And the only way you can do that is if what you do, you control. So yes, you definitely. St- you started the photography business or you, or you started doing photography. How did you eventually get into your own business? Once I was managing their employees and then I was managing the different corporations that they were doing, they, it's actually kind of funny because m- the main thing that I did from age 17, which is when I got my first job, um, to age 20 when I quit working a day job was chefing. So I was a, like, I was doing like line chefing and then ultimately banquet chefing. So, and I never went to culinary school. I just learned how to do it. And wait, wait, then just nobody, nobody gave you permission to do that. You just did yep. it. I just did it. That, that's, <laughs> that's been a central theme on our podcast. Everybody, it's like, wait, quit waiting for somebody to give you permission. Just go do it. Yeah. Just do. Yeah. Just go do it. Give yourself permission. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it was actually funny because they started the, the whole, because I think with entrepreneurship, what people 
like lack the understanding of is that with entrepreneurship, you, you need to be solving somebody else's problem or maybe a problem that you have um, in order to be successful with entrepreneurship. Solving problems is really important. So what they had, they had a problem where they were buying meal prep service that was like 520 bucks each per week. And it was like a three year contract and it was just ridiculously expensive for what the lady was giving them. And I was like, I was in banquets. I could do this for you for like way cheaper. And, um, and they're like, they're like, you should make a business out of that. And I was like, Oh my God, I should. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of where it started. And, uh, now today I have two and a half employees and 35 paying clients and I don't even cook anymore. Um, except for when I want to, I have the employees that cook for me and now I just, just build it out the best that I can. That's what's so great about what you've tried to accomplish and, and you hit the nail on the head. It doesn't have to be just you. If mm-hmm. you build a good process, you can just start to replicate it and do right. uh, food or photography or do almost anything if you've got a good system and a good process mm-hmm. in place. So you yeah. started the, the, what is it? Exquisite cuisine. Mm-hmm. And then you went on and said, okay, now I need another business because I have these employees working for me and I'm, I'm bored. I've had 20 minutes of free time. I got to go find something else to do. What did you do after you started that one? So I just got my real estate license. So now I'm doing that and we are in the process of building a team. So Awesome. So you don't want to be just a realtor. You want to own, I would assume, a company and have realtors working for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you, you seem like that kind of person. It's like, no, I don't yes. want to go sell houses. I want to have people sell houses for me. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. And um, I'm also a partner in an investment company. That's one of the other things that I do. So um, I live by the um, the 30-30-30-10. So 30% of my income I live on. 30% of my income goes into savings. 30% goes into investments. And then 10% is tithe. I, um, my ultimate goal with also real estate is to build out a team. And then in the down seasons, we're investors. Um, and then, yeah, we're real estate investors when the, when the market is down, then we're up, we're selling real estate. So, so somebody hears that and says, you know, I know my kids, when they listen, they're going to go, wait a minute, dad talks about that. Don't live off of everything you make. You Mm -hmm. You have to tithe, you have to save, you have to invest. That's how you make money. But Somebody else listening would probably say, well, yeah, but how did you learn that? And you you learned it straight up from the mentors that you have around you, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. And also, um, just by living over like I when I was working for jobs I was living on 110 percent of my money you know right. what I mean like on uh payday loans and credit cards and you know like I was living on more money than I actually had because and constantly struggling and that's the problem is how you how you um spend one dollar is ultimately how you spend a million dollars so if you and like you have to train yourself to not live on that one dollar because then what happens if you don't have that one dollar you have nothing wow I'm I'm blown away by your wisdom. At some, <laughs> I hate to keep bringing up your age, but I'm just it, it because what what that means is at your age in 20 years you're going to be a multi multi millionaire not because you got lucky and not because you were really smarter than everybody else but because you chose to live now so you could live in a way. 20 years from now that most people never get to because you're living yeah. within your means. And most yeah. of America, and I wouldn't say most of the world, but especially in America, 
most people live at 110% of their income and, and oh. debt's okay and credit cards are okay and all this. I, I bought a house that's a million dollars, but I only make a hundred thousand a year. And, and right. we do that. I just was, I, I'm losing one of my staff members because they bought a house that they can't afford. And so he has to go out and get another job because oh. they're in a house they can't afford. I'm like, well, why did you buy a house you can't afford? But that's another story. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So, do you also have a uh, another company that you're part of? Yes. Um, so I'm also a part of a partner in a um, business and life coaching program. Right. So uh, where my mentor is really the leader in that, and he teaches people how to go from employee to entrepreneur. And um, they call me like the prodigy, the like the <laughs> <laughs> the one that like like because they showed me how to do. It. In three years, they helped me go from four jobs to four businesses. And so, like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Right. Um, so yeah, and then I um, and then I'm a partner in that too. So I do one on one coaching with the people in our mastermind, and I I love seeing. I know this is like off topic a little bit, but I love seeing the. Ex- I love goal setting. It's like a huge passion of mine, and I love seeing the excitement and the um, energy that people have after they finish like a goal setting meeting with me. Because then it's just like, like oh my god, I understand how I'm going to make that that financial <laughs> goal. <laughs> right. I see the path. Yeah. yeah, I see it it's there. So like, I I'm a huge um, huge advocate of goal setting. <laughs> Jerry's really Jerry. good at that. He does a lot of goal setting and talk a little bit about what you, you always do this at the end of the year where yeah, you kind I've of revamp a, your goals. A five year plan and I revisit it every year and adjust it as, as I like. And, and I've got milestones for, for the year that I want to accomplish that'll keep me on that path for five years from now. Mm-hmm. So, so far, uh, most of it I'm actually doing. And there's, it's really weird. I started doing this unofficially, I guess when I was 14, maybe 13 years old. So similar ago. story to yours, lived in foster care for a little bit. Uh, my parents split when I was like 11 or 12 years old. I'll try to tell the short story. <laughs> uh, but in any case, I uh, really got bullied from my, my cousins and some, not a lot of classmates, but some classmates. And you know, I just looked up and I looked at my family, my extended family, and, and what they had looking forward, uh, what they were looking forward to was getting emancipated by their parents <laughs> so they could go collect welfare Ooh. at an early age. Wow. And I thought... I, that's not the life I want. Yep. It's not the life my mom spoke yeah. into me. And yeah. it, it, I just kind of drew a line in the sand. And, and I didn't really write goals. What I did was during Christmas time, I wrote Christmas cards to everybody in the family. And I said, you know, I'm going to change the Dugan name. And yep. there's going to be a day where uh, a Dugan can walk into a store and they're not being followed by security. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, and, uh, That's awesome. We're still hoping that day comes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Down here, apparently, it's a little bit easier because there's a Dr. Dugan who's donated oh, lots of money true. in the community. So wherever I go, people think I'm, a re- I'm related to this guy. And That's so, good. Yeah, that I get works. on the local college campus easily. It's yeah. Works to your advantage. They think I'm Dr. Dugan. Yeah. and they realize I'm not, and then they call security. No kidding. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and you've surrounded yourself with people that are further along than you, and mm-hmm. and that's really key. You don't spend a lot of time watching TV and watching other people. You spend time watching the people that are where you want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I um I I'm a huge advocate of mentorship. So my um, business business mentors, I have relationship mentors, I have spiritual mentors. Any any area in my life that I want to grow in, I find somebody that is the spot that I want to be at, and then I follow them. Like when I uh, when I started real estate, I found somebody in real estate <laughs> who's killing it, right. so that I could follow what they did. You know what I mean? Right. It's it, you have to you have to 
and if there's nobody who's done it, then find some, something close that you can model it and adjust as you go. That, that's such great advice because I, I, I know a guy, he's financial planner and he's broke. And I'm, I always tell, I don't know why How? people go to him yeah. if, <laughs> if he doesn't have any money. You know, to me, it's like a trainer that's overweight or you know, yeah. a doctor that smokes. I'm like, why are you doing this? And, yeah. and I heard that at an early age too. If you want to be something, whatever it is, go find somebody that's like you said, just killing it and go, okay. And 99% of the time, if you just say, Hey, I'll buy you lunch or let's have a cup of coffee. Let, let me just hang out with you. I'll work for you for free. Whatever it is, just let me learn from you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use cap show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yeah, definitely. The reason that people are massively successful generally is because they have a teacher's heart. Right. If you don't have a giving heart, then it's very unlikely that you will become massively successful. So those are the kind of people that will be willing to give in to you if they see that you are hungry. That's the key. They want, I'm not going to waste my time with you if you're not going right. to work. And if right. I've given you three pieces of advice and a week later you come back and I'm like, okay, so what did you do with that? Well, I hadn't bought that book yet and I didn't take that course. And I, but I, I am caught up on Netflix and I am caught up on all the, the important stuff in the world that on right. TV, it's like, well, then I'm not wasting my time with you. But if right. you exactly. put in the effort, they'll give you everything they have most of the time. Yes, definitely. Definitely they will. It's like they realize there's abundance in everything except time. And yes. So you see that. They're so giving because of that. But then they're, like you mentioned, ROI and ROE. That's mm -hmm. that time scarcity coming into play. So, right. Anyway. And they may think you have greatness in you, but if you're going to waste their time, they're going to cut you off in a heartbeat. But you're right. Yeah. Massively successful people got there because they're generous. They have to mm -hmm. be generous with their time and their energy in mm -hmm. order to get where they want to go because if you're just going to hold on to everything like you were saying if you if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year but you hold on to the whole hundred and you don't invest it somewhere oh. in either some business or some some way make yourself better you will eventually just kind of be there alone and you won't grow anymore this is actually like a biblical like uh, tithing reference but it's you know the story of of the two lakes the dead sea and the um what's the other one sea of galilee Yes, Sea of Galilee. So you know the story, like <laughs> yes. the, the Dead Sea just receives right. and the Sea of Galilee um, has something, has the river feeding into it and it also feeds out. Right. And I think that that's a good example of everything in your life, not just tithing, but also like teaching, mentoring, like it's like volunteering. Like if you're not giving, giving anything in your life, if you're just like holding on to everything, then you will never, then you're going to be like the Dead Sea and you're just going to die. Right. All principles are basically biblical and, and, you know, and when you study the Bible, you, you know that because you see it all as how it kind of plays out. It all starts with like the Garden of Eden. It had four streams 
pouring into it. And that's why it was so lush and grew so well. You need multiple streams pouring into you. And they don't all have to be financial. They can be, you know, spiritual and emotional and physical, whatever they are. You need people pouring into you for you to grow. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, okay, I'm good. I'm just going to stand here and grow. That's not how it works. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that um, that everybody needs to have a mentor that that at least is helping them in one way. You know what I mean? Ultimately, you need multiple. You need to be following multiple people because mm-hmm. if you can figure out how to be a really good follower, eventually you will be a really good leader. Wow that that's that's a really good quote. I love that because <laughs> you you can't be a leader if you don't learn how to follow. No, you know, nobody yeah. just walks in. I'm the leader. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I need to know who you've followed in order for me to want to follow you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So what's next for you, Casey? Um, Actually, there's one thing that I, it's like a, a, like a what if it's pretty much like an off the wall idea that I'm creating. So I am a low key uh, cat lady. (laughs) Oh Lord. (laughs) No, I only have two, but. um, (laughs) That's a max you can have until you're like. (laughs) 50 or 60. Right, exactly. Then I'll have 20. But um, <laughs> This is like talking so, to my grown-up daughter, like the grown-up version of my daughter right yeah. now. Like, what? <laughs> um, so I'm creating a um, service that is a motivational cat meme. So it's like it's a daily subscription where uh, it's a it's monthly subscription and then daily you get these motivational um, cat pictures with a little motivational text. So like I said, it's a what if off the wall. I'm going to try it out. So uh, I'm going to send you guys a link so that you can uh, you can put that in my bio. Awesome. <laughs> cool. that, that'll definitely be in the show notes. That is super cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I'm creating as and that's kind of like I said, that's just like an off the wall idea. But right now, my my real hustle is um, real estate building up that team. That is awesome. And people yeah. want to get a hold of you. What's the best way to kind of learn what you're doing, get, get in touch? Maybe somebody there locally or maybe somebody here in Corpus that just wants to reach out and learn from you. Yeah. So I have a B card, a, bo- a virtual business card. And so if they were just to text the number uh, 76626 um, and text the word hungry, for meal prep (laughs) text the word hungry and uh you will get my contact information and my virtual business card so that is awesome and you're also a member of the uh, podcasters hangout because you're going to put together a podcast uh you're going to go into a different direction with podcasting here pretty soon too Yes. Um, so I have a huge passion for bringing awareness to abuse. And um, so that's why I created a podcast that was originally about that. But um, what I want to do beforehand is um, still helping people, but with entrepreneurship, helping people like change the mindset from um, employee to entrepreneur. Um, so that's what my podcast is going to be about. And then um, when I launch my um, nonprofit, that's when I build, I'll be tackling the abuse passion of mine. I love that. When I launch my nonprofit, I'm going to do that like probably like three tomorrow, but you know, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's in my this year goals. This year I'm launching my nonprofit. So that, that is, is great. Oh man. I'm, I'm just mind blown right now. That is so cool. What I'm thinking is people are listening to this and I hope this is really hitting you hard going, what am I doing? Not enough. Now, if you know all the latest episodes of whatever the most popular TV show is, then that's why you're much different than Casey, because she has no idea what's going on on TV, no. and, but she is launching her nonprofit this year. So exactly. balance that, figure that one out. Which one's more important to you? Yeah. Which one's more important? The uh, average millionaire has uh, nine streams of income and um, I currently have four. So I'm working my way up to nine and I will be a millionaire by the time I'm 25. So I've got uh, at two years. 
That is awesome. And, yeah. and, and you get to keep that story of living on 110% of your income and, yep. and bank fees and NSFs and all that kind of junk can go, yeah, I, that used to be me and I, I wasn't okay with that. I wasn't going to nope. live like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thanks for joining us, Casey, and, and just sharing your story. And I, I love the fact that everybody got to know you and, and learn a little bit about you. And I hope if you're considering it, that you do reach out to Casey and, and just follow her and see what she's doing and, and build that empire yourself wherever you're at. You don't have to be in San Diego, California. You can be anywhere in the world and do what she did. You just have to have a will to start. Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much for having me on the show. And I am more than open to helping anybody who has any kind of questions or anything i love um i'll teach you anything that i've learned and uh entrepreneurship is a daily learning process so um definitely anything that i learn along the way i'd love to share if you like what you heard in this episode be sure to show us your support by going to itunes and leaving us a rating and review that's the best thing actually the second best thing you do because the best thing you can do is to share us with a friend a family member a coworker, or that neighbor across the street Now, if you want to get in touch with Casey and you missed all that stuff that was in the episode, just head on over to beyondtherut.com slash 077. There we'll have Casey's bio as well as all the information she shared with us, including that cat meme idea. So go check it out and we'll catch you on the next episode. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.